my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mark Moss show where we talk about, of course, the decentralized revolution, the way the world is changing right before our very eyes. The world is literally breaking apart. That's why I call it the decentralized. The world has been centralizing and now the world is starting to fracture and break apart. And we see this, I like to look at it through the lens of politics, finance, and technology to really get the context of what's going on. There's plenty of people out there talking about politics, but without the rest, you just don't put it in context. Or you can talk about the finance, uh, but without the rest, you just don't understand that. So I like to look at it from every angle or really the convergence of those things. One of the things that I'm seeing is that um, really starting to break apart the world, decentralize the world, is really the difference of truth and lies or truth and deception. When one side can't win because they're better, their ideas are better, their productivity methods are better, then their only chance is to cheat or lie or censor, right? If you and I were going to play a game and you couldn't beat me fair and square, then your only chance to win would be cheating, And when you are on one side of an ideology or a political aisle, 
and your ideas don't work because they're not better and people don't want them, then your only chance to succeed is to lie about those ideas. Um, and even more importantly, <clears throat> well, censor any type of conversation that would go around highlighting better ideas, um, which would include history, um, and then ultimately make laws to prevent that. And then you might justify it to yourself by saying, oh, but these people, they don't know better. These people, they're sheep. They don't know. Uh, it, it, they, they don't know what they want. Maybe you're like Harari from the World Economic Forum who, 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 do, who doesn't believe in, good, in, uh, <clears throat> in uh, free will. I think it was uh, actually Sam Bankman-Fried from FTX. I believe his mom also wrote a whole article or blog post or book on that as well, how we don't have free will. There's no such thing as free will. Um, so humans, they're not free. They don't know what they want. We just we have to tell them. And I think that's uh, one of these reasons why they want to crack down on free speech so much. They know that the only way they can win is if they can control the narrative. And they've been able to control the narrative pretty well. Of course, they controlled the media when we used to have three <laughs> news channels, ABC, CB, CBS, and uh, ABC, NBC, whatever it was. Um, and then we had the morning newspaper. That was pretty simple. We got the morning news. We had three TV, three TV channels. That was it. Then cable TV came, and they kind of controlled that. But once the internet came, uh, it's off to the races. And the truth, human beings want the truth. We naturally want the truth. Uh, what was that movie with Tom Cruise? It's like uh, Jack Nicholson, you can't handle the truth. It's like we want the truth. We want to live in the truth. We don't want to live a lie. And so we know that. But for some reason... And I'll let you fill in the blank. They do not want us to have the truth. They don't want us to have um, freedom of speech. They say it's hateful. They say it's hurtful. They say it's dangerous. How dare they have that free speech because it's so dangerous. Well, what's dangerous about talking freely? What's the difference between animals and humans? Well, animals can talk. Animals can, ex uh, I'm sorry, humans can talk. Humans can exchange ideas. That is what we are. That is us as people. And we should be discussing. We should be learning. We should be challenging. Truth will be found through open and free discussion. But of course, we know, if you listen to this channel, <laughs> if you're listening to me, you know that our speech has been suppressed. It's been censored. Obviously, by one side of the idea, one ideology. Now, when we're talking, I'm, I'm talking about Twitter. <laughs> Let's talk about Twitter. So uh, on Twitter, where it's really gained steam. I didn't I didn't jump on Twitter for a long time, which by the way, if you're not following me on Twitter, you should. It's just at one Mark Moss. It's the number one at one Mark Moss. <clears throat> I, I, I put a lot of daily pay, play to play on there. Not play to play, uh, play by play on there. So you should be following me on Twitter if you're not already. Instagram too, one Mark Moss. But it's really grown by a lot. I didn't I didn't join Twitter until a couple of years ago. And when I, it, it took, you know what it was? It was, uh, I was in Hawaii. It was January of 2018. I was on Oahu, and I woke up at like 7 in the morning to my phone going off. I'm like, what, what is this? It was like this weird like emergency alarm thing. And I look at it, and I have a message, and it says, um, inbound missile alert. This is not a test. Imminent threat or something to that effect. Like, not a test. Imminent threat. Inbound missile. This is right when uh, the whole thing with Trump and North Korea was going on, all that. And it was like, oh my gosh, like what, the, like what's this? And then my wife gets it, um, and uh, we jump online. We turn turn on the TV, can't find anything. Jump online, can't find anything. 
my uh, business partner at the time, he had a Twitter account and he jumped on Twitter and he was able to find all this information. And that was when I was like, okay, I better, I better join Twitter. So I did. Um, and, and now, you know, it's, it's grown in popularity, but we've seen how important it's become. It's, it's kind of this town square where ideas are shared really, really fast. And of course they move to really suppress it. Now, Elon Musk comes in, buys it, turns it private. He says it's because he sees how important it is for humanity and he wants to have open and free speech. And he went from being the darling of the ESG movement, the World Economic Forum, electric vehicles, he's going to save the world, he's a liberal, he's on the left side, everyone loves him, to now being hated and demonized. He fell from grace. They're trying to cancel Elon Musk because he wants people to have free speech. And uh, it's interesting, uh, while the left mainstream media may hate it, look at the stock price. The stock price apparently loves it. You can see tech stocks are all down. Facebook, Netflix, Google are all down, yet Twitter is doing pretty good. This week, uh, he's been coming under so much fire because of this. Uh, I want to highlight some of these things. He's become under so much fire that he is now kind of saying, hey, look, you know what we're going to do? I want to come clean. I want to show you all the ways that Twitter has already been suppressing free speech. And so he announced that he is going to be releasing files on how the social media platform has already engaged in suppressing free speech. He said, quote, the Twitter files on free speech suppression soon to be published on Twitter itself. The public deserves to know what really happened. So what really happened? What happened um, in uh, 2020 when um, the New York Post, one of the oldest news publications in the United States, published a story about Hunter Biden's laptop? And uh, was anyone that uh, reposted that or talked about it was instantly deleted off of Twitter, just got their accounts banned. New York Post got banned. What happened? Why, why did that happen? Who told them to do that? Now, we know through many polls that people said that they would have, it would have changed the way they voted had they had that information. You must have accurate information. You must have open and honest dialogue about that information if you're going to find the truth. People are like, well, free speech is dangerous because people are going to sped, spread misinformation. No. Well, people might try, but through open discussion, it's very easy to find out who is spreading misinformation or what's wrong and what's right. A lot of times I'll be on Twitter and I'll see someone post something. Uh, and, and I'm sure you guys see it all the time, um, something sensational, something controversial, conspiratorial, and you're like, ooh, I should repost that. Um, but then I'll, I'll look through the comments, and like people are like debunking it. Oh, no, this is, but this, that, that's an old picture, that's from old date, oh, this didn't happen, whatever it is. And like very quickly, you can find out if it's true or not, if you spend a little bit of time. If that wasn't allowed, if only one, one, one side of the story was able to be told, how would you ever know what was wrong or right? How would you be able to make up your own decision? Of course, you wouldn't. And that's exactly what happened with this Hunter Biden laptop story. Now, of course, all mainstream media has come out and said, okay, we, we, it, it's, it's real. The laptop's real. We should take a look at this. Um, but we can see what happened and how that affected things. And Elon Musk wants to bring that out. And of course they hate that. Of course they want that. But it's even getting worse. One of the biggest technology companies in the world and in the United States, one that we all love, including you, is coming out to be maybe one of the biggest opponents of free speech in the shocking turn of events that 
doesn't have me very happy at all. And I'm sure you won't be either. I'm going to talk about that and more when I come back from a quick break. You're listening to The Mark Moss Show, talking about the way the world is changing through the decentralized revolution. I got more on this story. You don't want to miss it. I'll be back in a second. Don't go away. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. All right, welcome back. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about the decentralized revolution each and every week. The way the world is changing, the way the world is breaking up, we look at it through the lens of politics, finance, and technology. And technology is what we're talking about right now. We're talking about Twitter and free speech, the most important thing in the world. You cannot have a free society without freedom of speech. You just can't have it. Now, for all those people who are like, well, I might see mean things on Twitter. Well, Twitter has, uh, it has a mute button. You can, use, you can put words in that you don't want to see, so you can mute things. You can block accounts. You can, you can actually not even use Twitter if you don't want to. Twitter's not violence. Free speech is not violence. You have a choice if you want to listen. All right, anyway. So uh, Musk wants to restore speech or free speech. He's hated. Everybody hates him. Uh, now he wants to expose, not expose, he wants to show what Twitter's been doing in the past uh, to censor speech. He said that uh, the only way to restore public trust is with transparency. So 
in, in interest of transparency, then he wants to release this information, which I agree. The only way to restore trust is through transparency. When something shady happens, like, uh, I mean, I, I don't even want to call him out here on the channel, but um, lots of things are shady with the government, and they deny them. They avoid them. They won't admit them. They won't release any information. And so what happens? Speculation runs rampant. All types of things start happening. Oh, they maybe this. If they would just be open and transparent and show what happened, they could regain trust. It's very simple. Look, you guys already know this. I, 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 I'm not talking to a bunch of kids here. You know this, right? You've seen this. You have a business partner. You think he's embezzling from you. You have some some weird transactions on your in on your on your on your bank account statement, and you're like, "Hey, partner, uh, can we look at these transactions?" And if he got all weird and got all defensive and tried to try to try to like change the subject, and no, 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 we can't look at that. Got all angry at you, then your mind would start going crazy, and you'd, you'd probably think he's doing all kinds of weird things. What if he said, "Oh no, look here, here's op open, transparent. Hey, here's the books. Here's what I bought. Hey, look, here's what this is. Here, you know." Then trust is restored. Through transparency. So if the government really wants to stop misinformation, what they should do is be open and transparent. When they hide behind a web of lies, that's what leads to misinformation. So anyway, Elon Musk says it's necessary to restore public trust. <clears throat> like I said, the media outlets hate this. Washington Examiner, CBS News, New York Times, Washington Post, uh, they all took part in this. But now they've all come out and confirmed, well, Actually, that laptop was true, um, and and not just the laptop. They've they've actually said the parts regarding foreign business deals with Hunter Biden working in Ukraine and China are there. So anyway, this is coming out. Uh, the former CEO Jack Dorsey admitted he admitted that uh, Twitter made a mistake in taking action against a post over the laptop story. And so anyway, he he wants to come out and and take care of this. Now the the left hates this. They're trying to cancel him. And back to what I was saying before, maybe the biggest technology company in the world, everybody's favorite company, Apple, appears to actually really, really hate free speech. Now, in full disclosure, I have an iPhone sitting here next to me, but I also have a PC on my, de on my uh, desk, and I'm starting to contemplate what type of phone I'm carrying around in my uh, pocket here. And when I explain to you what Apple's doing, you might as well. So uh, Apple hates free speech. Apple said that if uh, Elon Musk allows free speech to happen on Twitter, then Apple would ban the Twitter app from its app store. Now, I want to tell you something that you maybe haven't thought about before. If Apple or anybody else for that matter stops free speech from happening on Twitter or stops someone's ability to say something, not only have they punished that person's ability to say what they want, speak their mind or whatever, they've also punished you. You're also a victim because not only have they taken away that person's right to say something, they've taken away your right to hear something. So now you're gullible, you're misinformed, you're naive because you haven't heard of that. People all the time are like, Mark, how come I never heard that before? Because you've been denied the ability to hear. So it's both, it works both ways. Whether you realize it or not, you are a victim of this. And so Apple pulled all advertising from Twitter. Well, we're not going to spend any money on there. Now, that's the right to do that, and I think we should. We should all be voting with our money. It's the only vote that counts. If you don't like Twitter, then certainly don't give them your money. And if Apple doesn't, that's their right to do that because that's their ideology, but it also signals to me who they are 
And then I have to ask myself, do I want to give them my money? Right? That's what the whole point of voting with your money is. Then on top of it, they said, hey, we're also going to strip it from its app. We'll strip it from its app store. So, so Twitter can't even be found. Now, that'd be a pretty big blow. Um, Elon Musk tweeted out, Apple has mostly stopped advertising on Twitter. Do they hate free speech in America? He said. And then he asked a poll. Uh, Musk asked, uh, posted a poll asking his followers if Apple should, quote, publish all censorship actions it has taken that affect its customers. Hmm. Well, Apple didn't like that. Now, he said, hey, should should Apple come out and share all the information that they've done to censor that affect customers? He said, we're going to do it. We're going to be transparent. We're going to regain trust. Apple didn't like that. Um, and then he went on to say, quote, Apple has also threatened to withhold Twitter from its app store, but won't tell us why, he added. Apple's stock dropped by 2.63% by the close of trading on Monday, partly because of the criticism from Musk um, and also from the civil unrest in manufacturing plants in China. Now, that's a whole other story with Apple that we need to dig into. What's going on with Apple in China? Well, I think that's, 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 that's uh, something that's actually super important. Now, before I tell you what's going on in China, well, actually, let's jump into that because that's actually pretty important. So as you might know, Apple supports China. Apple supports slave labor by the Uyghurs in China. Uh, I believe like over half of Apple products are made in China. And if you're not aware, probably because you're not on Twitter, there's massive social unrest, uh, not, not just social unrest, protests going on in China. Now, why is this a big deal? We see protests all around the world. Well, it's a big deal because protests don't happen in China. This is the largest protest in China since, I believe, 1989 Tiananmen Square, where student protesters were gunned down by the Communist Party. They gun people down. They don't allow protests to happen there. And, uh, and, and they do pop up from time to time, but they don't, they don't pop up all over the place. Now, why did it pop up? Oh, interesting enough. It was at an Apple manufacturing plant. We don't know all the details. We probably never will. Apparently, according to the people on the ground, they were misled. They were mistreated. They weren't paid for the work they provided. Now, Apple hires a company to do it over there, I suppose. So maybe it wasn't under their direct control, but it's still their fault. Why are they working with dictatorial, uh, dict dictatorial whatever that word is, dictator, Oriole, dictatorships, let's call it that, dictatorships, uh, harsh authoritarian regimes, a million people in slave labor camps. Why are they giving their business to them in the first place? Why are they using these companies that are taking advantage of these workers and cause these protests to happen? Now these protests are happening all over the place, but it gets worse with Apple. I wish it ended there. It's so much worse. If you're listening, if you're tuning in, you're listening to the Mark Moss Show. We're talking about the way the world is breaking up, the decentralized revolution. We're talking about it through the lens of politics, finance, and technology. We're talking about free speech and technology and Apple. And and you're not going to like this next part. I got to tell you, <laughs> but don't tune out. I'll be right back. Don't go away. Let me just run this by my lawyer. Is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. 
Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women And this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about the decentralized revolution. We're talking specifically about free speech, uh, the battle for free speech on Twitter, and how Apple wants to fight Twitter, and they don't want free speech to happen. Now, you might say, Mark, you've mis- mis- uh, misread, misunderstand this whole um, Apple Twitter beef, and why would they, uh, you know, may- maybe you're misunderstanding that, Mark. Okay, well, now let's jump over to China. China, of course, doesn't allow free speech. That's not controversial. Everybody knows that. They have the Great Firewall of China. They have their own internet. They don't, they, you know, they don't allow anything that they don't want to be uh, shown or given to their people that they, that, you know, they don't want. Um, so Apple's over there is supporting this this regime that has over a million Uyghurs in, in in concentration camps um, and using them for slave labor. And Apple supports that, gives them the money. Um, now, you know, whatever happened, workers were mistreated. Now it's created these protests that have sparked uh, massive protests all over China. Um, and the government, the, the, the communist, the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, is trying everything they can to stop this as fast as they can. They, they must stop dissent. They can't allow anybody to think that they could, uh, they could protest like this. They're, 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 they're demanding the president, President Xi, steps down. That's, that's, that's punishable by death. You can't talk about the president in China like that. So they're trying to stop this as fast as they can. Now, of course, uh, the Chinese authorities, they have this social credit score system. They track everybody. They, they have a health passport system. They started turning everybody's health passports red, trying to lock them down in place. They're doing everything they can to track these people down. This headline here says, Chinese authorities seek out protesters as police swarm streets and university students are sent home. So they're swarming streets. They're trying to find these people. They're trying to you know, jail these people, they're trying to lock them up, they're trying to kill them. 
The Central Political and Legal Affairs Commission also said illegal and criminal acts that disrupt social order would not be tolerated, period. Not even peaceful protest. So uh, protesters are scuffling with police. Uh, this is getting really, really bad. It's getting dangerous, it's getting violent. And they're using technology to stop this, to hunt people down, to track them down. And of course, the people are using technology to try to get around that. Of course, right? So one workaround was that they figured out, well, on our Apple iPhones, if we use AirDrop to share files, they can't track that. Well, that's pretty good. Because if we email it and we SMS it, they, the government sees all that. But if we, use, if we use our iPhones and we AirDrop files, then China doesn't see that and now we're protected. Guess what? Well, China found out about that. They didn't like that. And then guess what? So then China went to Apple and said, hey, Apple, you need to shut that feature off for our people. And what do you think Apple did? If you think they bowed down to the government and helped the government squash dissent and squash free speech, you would be right. Because Apple hates free speech. Now, you can you, whatever side of the aisle you want to be on, okay, uh, it's their business. You know, how could Apple survive if they don't have that business in China? Whatever. So they, they put uh, money over people's lives. That's the way you see it. It's a pretty big deal. Apple did not respond to the request for comment. It's a big deal. Um, these people over there fighting for their lives. They've been locked down. They have a zero COVID policy. They can't even move. And really where this got ignited was uh, because uh, the zero COVID policy, um, people are literally like welded. The doors are welded in their homes are locked in. A fire broke out and like 10 people died in the fire. Uh, this is gross. This is gross human rights violations. And Apple's behind this. Now back to the U.S. here. Um, we can see that... Uh, this is starting to heat up. Elon Musk said, hey, Apple, you, you want to go to war? We'll go to war. You, take, you, you, uh, you kick us out of the App Store? I'll start my own phone. I'll start a Tesla phone, and I'll, I'll launch it over there. Uh, and he asked on uh, a Twitter poll if he should do that, and you know, tens of millions of people were like, yes, we'll go to a Tesla phone. We'll go there because people want to vote with their money. Now, I have, I have, an, I have an iPhone. I'm not happy about it. I could go to an Android phone. I wasn't on an Android phone up until like, two or three years ago. Uh, but is Google any better? You know, probably not. I want to vote with my money, but where do I put my money if they're all bad? If Elon Musk opened up a phone, a Tesla phone, to compete against those people that promoted free speech, would that be good? I don't know, maybe. Maybe. We can see here, Elon Musk tweeted, he said, uh, who else has Apple censored in library? Library is a uh, open source... Um, like YouTube version, which by the way, my, my YouTube videos are backed up over there. If you're not following me on YouTube, you should just search Mark Moss on YouTube. And you can find all these podcast radio shows on my Market Disruptors YouTube channel, by the way. Give it a, give it a follow. Uh, but anyway, uh, library says, uh, during COVID, Apple demanded our apps filter some search terms from being returned. If we did not filter the terms, our apps would not be allowed in the App Store. Apple may make good products, but they have been opposed to free speech for some time, end quote. That's from library. 10,000 replies on that comment. So this is, this, is, uh, this is escalating really quick. And then to really kind of highlight how this goes, now Antifa back in the mix. Antifa extremists stage plans to burn down Tesla following Twitter bans. 
As revenge for Elon Musk suspending violent extremist accounts on Twitter, Antifa in Portland are organizing arson attacks on Tesla locations. Wow. So uh, supposedly free speech is going to allow uh, acts of violence to happen, but it turns out that by them, by by Tesla not or Twitter not allowing Antifa to post violent claims, that's the problem. And now they're going to go burn it down. They have uh, screenshots of the calls to action. They're literally calling people to action to join together and come uh, come burn stuff down. As a matter of fact, I mean, here's screenshots of it right here of these terrorist groups uh, um, doing this. I was just trying to look at some of that stuff. I mean, it's just insane. So, I mean, think about think about the uh, the irony. I guess you'd call it that. People are saying, "Oh, if they allow free speech, there's going to be these mean things said." But here, he kicks Antifa off for actually using it to organize people to create and cause violence, and then they want to go burn down um, Tesla. Anyway, it's a sad world where this stuff happens. It's a sad world where they're trying to uh, shut down free speech. And it's a sad world because they're, like I said, cannot be a free society without freedom of speech. But don't, 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 be, don't be afraid. Don't get down. Don't get scared because the tide is turning. This is changing. This is why I'm saying we are in a decentralized revolution. This grip, this centralized grip over the world is breaking. And we can see it happening all over the world. Some other ways we can see it, like I've been telling you before, is that the way that we really affect change is with our money. We've got to vote with our money. And there's a big battle being waged over here. We saw this story this week here. Biden, President Biden, wants your retirement savings to go woke. He wants it to go woke. What does that mean? So they want your money. The White House recently issued a new regulation that will allow investment fiduciaries, including 401k plan managers, to offer investment options that consider environmental, social, and governance issues, ESG, such as climate change and social justice initiatives. The move would radically transform retirement investing for tens of millions of Americans. Okay. So the reason why that's being changed is because of all the pushback that's happening there. You see, investment managers have what's called a fiduciary duty. That means they have a legal duty in order to do the best job that they can for your investments, which would be to whatever that job is supposed to be. So if I'm a real estate agent, I have a fiduciary duty to get you the best real estate uh, deal that I can get you. If I'm an investment manager, then my fiduciary duty is to get you the best investment returns that I can get you. That's a legally binding agreement. However, they don't like that because they want to put your money into ideological things that maybe don't get you a good return and maybe even lose you money. And that's a big change. That's what Biden's trying to do. I'm going to explain what that is and more, but I want to show you how we are winning this and how we can continue to win. Don't go away. I'm going to be right back in a second. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. 
They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about the decentralized revolution. I'm talking about how the world is changing. There's a battle happening uh, right now and how we're winning, I think. We're winning. So uh, I was talking about before the break, um, the White House uh, issued a new regulation that wants to change the way investment managers work. So they're supposed to do the best job they can, a legally binding fiduciary duty job to get you the best return on your investments or whatever that job may be. But they want to change that. It says here, uh, up until now, those managing retirement accounts were required to prioritize the best return on investment possible. <laughs> well, what, what a novel idea. I mean, you know, I'm trying to put away money for my future, and uh, I'm trying to keep up with the price of inflation because the government you know, causes so much inflation. Um, and so I, I, I want my investment returns to be the best they can be. But it says, by opening the door to left-wing investment plans, the Biden administration is permitting employers and private pension fund managers to effectively politicize retirement investments. It says, uh, under the new regulation, a retirement account or employer must continue to pledge to prioritize the interest of retirees, which is a longstanding requirement, but they'll also be allowed to include other factors in their analysis, such as ESG. This will, by design, empower left-wing employers and fund managers to use retirement accounts to push leftist causes. Oh, that's a big problem. Remember, uh, you're supposed to be prioritizing your money, not, uh, not ideologies. Now, if you want to do that, that's fine. Look, we should vote with our money. And so if you want to give your money to any cause you want, that's on you. Right? You want to support left wing, you want to support right wing. That's on you. Okay, now we can have a discussion about the individual policies and what I think about them. But for the most part, I believe that your money is your money, 
And that money is yours to do as you see fit. And so give it to whatever ideological, uh, you know, policy that you see fit. It's different, though, if I'm giving my money to an investment manager that's supposed to be getting me the best return on my money, and then they're using it to push their agenda. And that's exactly what's happening uh, with these investment managers like BlackRock, for example. So BlackRock, I've been talking about for the last couple of months, they've getting massive pushback. They're the biggest purveyor of evil. Uh, they're using your money to weaponize it against you. And so we've talked about this. Uh, there's been uh, four or five states now have uh, have pulled, divested. They pulled their money out of BlackRock. They say, hey, we're not going to give you the money anymore. Um, now, on top of that, we've seen, I believe, now it's up to 19 states have filed lawsuits against uh, BlackRock and other banks for ESG because they go against the fiduciary duty, which is exactly why Biden's now trying to pass regulations so they're allowed to do it. See how that works? They take your money, and instead of um, doing what they're legally required to do, they break the law. So then uh, 19 states' attorney generals uh, file suits after them because they're breaking the law. And then President Biden puts new regulation in to say that now they're allowed to break the law. Well, we'll just change the law so they're not breaking anymore. See how that works? Working for your best interest, though, of course, right? I mean— if, if they're working for our best interest, I mean, then, then it's all good, right? That's this whole effective altruism theme that, uh, that really kicked off into a high gear with uh, Sam Bankman-Fried from FTX. Effective altruism basically believes that anything they do, no matter how bad it may be, as long as they're doing it for good reasons, then it's okay. So Sam Bankman-Fried was okay to steal millions of Americans' life savings, $10 billion. He was okay to lie, to steal, to defraud. That was all okay because his intention was good. He was giving it to the Democrats, and he was going to help the Democrats win, and he was going to stop the next pandemic from happening, supposedly. So never mind that he ruined millions of people's lives. Probably, pro probably lots of people will take their lives over that, lost everything they had. Never mind that. He was doing it for good reason. Oh, and the three billion he gave to himself too. Yeah, don't forget that. That's how these these people work. So, uh, no matter what they do for bad, uh, it's really good. We can see here um, while while they're trying to change that, we can see here state treasurer uh, state treasuries are now cracking down on BlackRock and woke investing. West Virginia State Treasurer Riley Moore is running to represent his state's second congressional district and plans to combat, quote-unquote, woke investing strategies on a national scale. He says, he says, if we don't stop this, it will completely remake the U.S. economy and could end up destroying free market capitalism in the United States. Wow. We need to focus on it because ESG investing has caused energy prices to go up, and they've created artificial scarcity within the market. And that's exactly what's going on. We can see here um, state attorney generals from multiple conservative states and nonprofit organizations, consumer research, filed motions seeking to prevent Vanguard from purchasing shares in publicly traded utilities out of a concern that the company's climate change efforts will raise prices and decrease energy reliability. So BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street, those three companies— own pretty much every company. And then they 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 own all these companies. They take majority interest. They take the board. 
to take over the board, and then they force their ideological uh, vision on these. So an example of this is Engine One. Engine One is a company that invested into Exxon, Exxon Mobil, you know, the oil company. And they took over the board seats in Exxon Mobil, and then they said that Exxon should stop investing in drilling for oil. But it's an oil company, and oil companies drill for oil. So they basically said that Exxon shouldn't do that anymore, which then means that Exxon's not finding new oil and bringing new oil to the market, which then creates a shortage of oil. And if you know anything about prices, they're driven by supply and demand. And if you don't have enough supply and you still have demand, what happens to the price? Well, the price goes up. So what they've done is they've artificially affected the supply, which is exactly what they're talking about right here. It says that it, they want to stop them from purchasing shares in publicly traded utilities out of concern the company's climate change efforts will raise prices. How will they raise prices? Because they'll take over the utilities and force them to stop creating electricity, which sounds insane. Who would do that? Why would you buy a company and then ruin it? Well, you wouldn't if you cared about money. You wouldn't buy you wouldn't take your hard-earned money that you've worked for and you've earned and you wouldn't go use it to buy a company to then lose your money you wouldn't do that but you would give it to a company like vanguard or state street and then they'll go do it for you but you won't know that and that's exactly what they're trying to stop happening you don't realize that these companies are taking your money and using it against you the reason why your food and your energy are getting so expensive are because of these ideological uh, policies that they're pushing through. So now they're filing motions with the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission saying they shouldn't be eligible for uh, authorization to buy these shares. It's a battle. It's a battle. But it's a battle we can win if we vote with our money. We can see it. A, also, we can see a Disney CEO, Bob Iger, tells employees he wants to, quote, quiet down culture wars he the, the old ceo lost his job disney went woke they got involved in politics they got involved into uh, politics in florida and the governor of florida took away their tax exempt status that lost a lot of money for disney disney started making a bunch of movies that are politicized and gone woke there's a movie that just came out this last week about a gay black teenager because you have to get as many minority and oppressive characters as you can and it's like the it's like it's one of the worst uh worst uh results uh movies that they've had in in a long time like a hundred million dollars they made in like a weekend and the ceo was fired and a new ceo is there and he said look we need to quiet down this whole culture war thing we're losing it we need to stay out of making political statements quote so we're winning we vote with our money Get your money out of State Street, Vanguard, and BlackRock. Manage it yourself or find an asset manager like Strive who's not woke. Get your money out of Disney. Get your money out of the companies that are using it against you, and that's how we'll win. You're listening to The Mark Moss Show. Thanks for tuning in. That's what I got. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.